Hello. Well, um, this is going to be an impromptu one. I just finished watching uh, um, Owen Benjamin's latest stream. I think it's number 462. I don't know. It doesn't seem to be up yet, but it was live just a few minutes ago. And um, so this is Tuesday at about, I don't know, 8 or 9 o'clock GMT, something like that. Probably more like maybe 10 o'clock. I don't know. Um, it was a really interesting stream, so I strongly suggest you, you watch some of it, especially up around the 40-minute mark. Now, you know, Owen is a comedian, and he's very, very good, and he does a lot of his stuff on raw rhetoric, which is why, which is why he's so good, because, um, you know, roughly 80% of the population can only do rhetoric, they can't do dialectic. And he does rhetoric in a way that is um, paradigm shifting. Um, in fact, on on his stream, which I caught live, which is, is not that often, I actually um, made a comment and I said, you know, you're like a unicorn. You like shift paradigms daily. And he was like, he actually read it. And he's sort of like, hmm, I want to take that as a compliment. But the unicorn is a homo global symbol. So I, I don't know. <laughs> it's... And it's like, no, man, you know, fucking unicorn was in Blade Runner too. You know, the, the, don't let the fags take you, take your symbols, man. You know, it's just, um, but, um, the thing is he's, um, there's a very interesting aspect to his view on Christianity. And there's so much I'd like to say about, I don't know that I'll get even half of it out there, but so several points, one point that came to mind immediately was his take on things like Antifa fighting in the streets and so on. And it's a very good take. You know, he's basically saying, don't fucking get embroiled with these jackasses, you know, go out there and have like a street fight with these fucking blue haired people on crack that are completely crazy. You know, that's just crazy. You're just, you're doing what they, you know, small hats and globalists and whatever the homo globals want you to do so that they can take even more power from you. And that's absolutely true, you know. And he also um, did a bit, a, quite a large paradigm shift, which, which upset quite a lot of people about um, sort of uh, somewhat pretending or, or rooting actively for, um, for Islam, for Muhammad. You know, basically saying, oh, Muhammad is still better than the Jewish guys that like own you. And, uh, you know, he makes his point in such a strong rhetorical way that quite a lot of people like couldn't take it. But again, you know, I think maybe there's an IQ issue there as well, because if you, if you can see the rhetoric and you can see what he's doing, then it, it's funny and it's interesting. But if you can't see it, then you get caught up in it. Um, and it's, you know, you either get thrown along with the river and maybe not in the right direction or uh, you get thrown off the river, you know, and uh, maybe that's a bit of a waste too. So I don't know, you know, I'm not really a rhetorician. My preferred mode of communication is dialectic, plus I'm pretty misanthropic, so, and plus I've got an IQ that puts me in a one in 10,000 category, which means, you know, humans and me don't get along that well, um, which brings me back to that point that he, he mentions again and again and again about 
you know, don't react with anger, don't react with violence, just live your life, do your thing. And that's absolutely correct. You know, um, it's, it's true. It, it is the smart move. Um, you know, at the same time, if you're actually getting attacked by those people physically, you're just walking along minding your own business and you get jumped, then fucking fight back, take no prisoners. Um, you know, that's self-defense. So, but the, the interesting thing is, um, the approach to it is, uh, is quite, you know, made me think, put it that way, because he's basically saying, and that's also why he did the thing with the, with the Islam. You know, he's basically saying, look, the Muslims are not the real threat. The real threat is the one you can't see coming. The one that forces you to be in debt, that forces you to work 15-hour days and never get out of debt. You know, that's the real enemy. And it's what I, you know, my analogy is much simpler and cruder. And it is, you know, a Nazi in a Nazi uniform with a nice swastika with his machine pistolen trying to kill me, that doesn't worry me. You know, I can see that fucker coming, right? He's got a uniform on, he's got a machine pistol, wants to kill me. You know, you can fight that guy easily, you know? Just shoot back, hide and wait for him to come around the corner and cut his throat, you know? It's like, look, every war that America has entered with people like against people that are, you know, fighting for their nation, they lost, you know, they got their ass kicked in Vietnam. They're going to get their ass kicked in Afghanistan, no matter how long they stay there. Uh, you know, they won the Iraqi war. And what have they won? Really? They won the globalist, the homo globalists won, you know, but the soldiers, the, the average American, what the hell did they win? They got a whole bunch of guys sick at home with, uh, you know, the, whatever crap they injected them with telling them it was to protect them and it made them all fucking sick their their ribs are melting inside their body you know the people that are blown up they killed what 500,000 or a million Iraqis women and children what the fuck for you know it's who you want that really you know and and it's it's like that all the way through you know I had um I'm sort of going off at a tangent, but I'll come back. I had a conversation with Tom Kratman, you know, the, uh, the guy who writes um, military science fiction. You know, he's a good guy. I like him. We got on. We had some philosophical conversations. And then we had a, a somewhat of a military conversation. I was living in, uh, in Venice at the time. And uh, I said to him, you know, like this, I love the city. You know, it is my city. I do love that city. And I thought, you know, I'd be ready to defend the city and it would be, it would be a tough, tough, tough place to, um, you know, to take over. Uh, to which he said, oh, it wouldn't be tough at all, you know, with American military, with the modern military, we'd take over Venice in a day. And I said, no, you wouldn't. First of all, because politically, the only way they could realistically take it over is if you completely wipe out the entire city. In other words, you know, if you bomb the shit out of it, so there's literally not one bridge left standing. What would that do to you from a morale point of view and from a moral point of view, both morale and moral? From a moral point of view, you would be absolutely condemned by the rest of the planet because Venice is a world heritage site. There isn't another city like it. It's got, you know, I don't know how many churches, probably in the hundreds. It's got over 400 historical bridges. It is a living artwork. And 
unrepeatable, un, unmatched art and history in every crevice. You know, the, the church behind where I, I was living um, was known, historically had records going back to the year 800. But it was much older than that. And, you know, the records before that were lost. They assumed it was probably building 480. But it was definitely over a thousand years old. It had the roof had been rebuilt a couple of times because of fires and so on. So if you were going to wipe out the whole city, you know, you nuke it. OK, fine. So you nuked it. Well, have you won? Really? You know, you've just wiped everybody out. It's whatever you want. And if you were going to try and take over Venice with manpower, you would lose a, you would lose a platoon every week. You would literally lose men by the dozen. You know, in Venice, uh, I wouldn't need a gun, you know, to, to get away from the American military, even if they went out in patrols of a dozen. All I'd need is a fucking hammer or a knife. There are, there are calles in Venice that I couldn't walk down with my, you know, straight down. I'd have to go sideways because it's too, too small for my chest to go in there. All I've got to do is wait inside there on, on one of the side calles or, or a doorway with a fucking hammer. Eventually, an American has got to come past, you know, with a gun. He won't be able to fucking use it, and I'll hammer him in the head, and then I've got his gun. And it doesn't matter if there's five guys behind him, because all they see is dunk, and the gun gone. And then a guy leaning out, just going bang, 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 bang. I don't even have to look. They've got to shoot one hand. I can shoot anywhere down that alley, and I'm going to hit somebody. You know, and if you've got 50 people like me, you're going to take fucking six months to clean us out. That's 50 you got hundreds of thousands of people living there. It's a rat in, it's, it's just like a rat nest. You, you're never going to take over a city like that other than wiping it out or literally having enough men to like take it one building at a time and then keeping the people in the building. Plus, the buildings are not safe because you can go from building to building on the rooftops, on the ground, in the water, there's tunnels, there's underwater cars, you know, there's... It's just a nest. You will not be able to take that thing out. To which he said, oh, well, you could blockade it. I'm like, dude, do you even know the history of Venice? You could try and blockade it with modern radars and fucking motion sensors and all that shit. And you know what? You would fucking not be able to starve the Venetians out. Because you can fucking get fish in the colors in the city. You can get food from in the fucking city. And you can get in the water and swim out past. And there's fogs in Venice that you can't fucking see in front of your hand. You know, so all your radar technology and all that shit doesn't work as well as you think. Did you know that you can fucking completely bypass most infrared sensors with a fucking umbrella? You just put an umbrella up and you walk behind it. That's it. They don't pick you up. You know, there's, there's a lot of shit that if you know about it, you know, makes all the modern equipment not that good. Yeah, you're going to, how much investment are you going to have to take to do just to take out one city, to, to control one city? You're going to have to have satellites overhead all the time. You're going to have to have drones overhead all the time. And, you know, in Venice, you can move through most of the city without ever being in the open. So your fucking satellite dishes aren't going to help you very much your drones aren't going to help you very much they're going to have to see through walls and roofs and several levels of them good luck you know you're going to have a tough tough time and the amount of expenditure of money and manpower is not unlimited 
so it's a siege and it's a siege where the people inside the city can eat and drink and all you gotta do in Venice to be able to drink water is clean out and reinstate the old wells because that's how they used to have water it used to catch like rainwater and it was just filtered by sand and you've got all these wells in, in Venice that literally are freshwater wells from rainfall and I think some of them from boreholes as well so yeah it would be a bit of engineering to do that but that that could happen chop chop you know if there's there's a need that, that would happen within days and um, and and Tom just wasn't understanding that because his experiences of a military guy that uses huge armor and huge tanks and artillery and you know he thinks that's how you fight a war that's not how you fight a war your American soldiers even when they live in the city let's say they've even pacified the city at some point one of your American soldiers has to go take a piss and while he's taking a piss somebody's gonna slit his throat open that's how Vietnam kicked their ass that's how Afghanistan is gonna kick their ass you either kill every single Afghani everywhere or you're gonna lose you know you you can't fight a people that has decided nah we're not giving up and you know Venice was built by people like that there's not that much difference between a Venetian and Afghani you know they fucking mean-minded you know ordinary fucking rude <laughs> stabby fuckers you know <laughs> They don't really quit so but the point is that I was coming back to you know I went off on a bit of a tangent but the thing is when you are dealing with uh, Christianity and what is a good Christian what isn't and again you know another thing that he said towards the end of the of the of the stream was don't fucking tell me oh you know Catholics are the Satanists and Baptists are the Satanists and you know they are not real Christians and blah 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 and I get his point, I know what he's saying, and we seem to be coming at it from completely opposite um, angles, right? Because my video 26, my video number 30, my book, Believe, that's just out, this video as well, as you'll see, I go pretty hard at everybody. Um, I basically call all the Protestants a bunch of morons, I call all the fake Catholics a bunch of idiots, uh, you know, the Orthodox are, are for the most part uh, pay lip service, sold out fuckers. You know, actual Christians, real Christians are a minority. Now, the reason that I rail so hard against them is because I'm not particularly trying to convert people that were like me or that are not really Christian. Although that's what my book Believe is about. It's for the people that were exactly like me. You know, the war donkeys, you know, the, the, the donkeys, the wild donkeys, the ones that don't don't learn, fight anyone, not scared of anything. And, you know, those guys, those guys that think that Christianity is complete bullshit and only a retard would be a Christian. That book is mostly for those people. Why? Because if those people see the truth, they will become absolute fucking war machines for Christianity. And that's what I want. I'm not interested in your fucking lukewarm Christian. I'm not interested in your, you know, run-of-the-mill churchin. Fuck them. In fact, I believe that a churchin is a worse enemy than a jihadi, than even a global homo to a certain extent. Maybe not a global homo. You know, the, 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 the banksters are a, a truly virulent breed. 
the small hats, whatever, whoever the fuck, you know, those, those people are, they're not all small hats. I've met a bunch of them. I've, I've been in, in, uh, in rooms full of bankers and traders and trust me, they're, they're just fucking soulless creatures for the very vast majority of it. Um, there are some that are human, but they're, they're few and far between. And the thing is, you know, again, it's in the Bible. Be hot or be cold. But if you're lukewarm, you shall be vomited out from the mouth of God. That's in the Bible. Okay? And it's not spat out. It's actually vomited out, thrown out. So if you're lukewarm, you're going to be thrown out. Now, I understand Owen's point. I get what he's saying. You know, I consider Owen a Christian, no doubt. I consider Vox Day a Christian, no doubt. There's other people that I know whose names I won't mention that I consider Christians, no doubt. And they're not Catholics. You know, they're not my Catholics. They're not Catholics at all. They're Protestants of some or non-denominational. You know, they're mostly non-denominational. You know, you could say Owen is non-denominational, although he's baptized Catholic. And I think if Owen were to study the history of the church or if he were to read that little book of mine, he would get it. He would absolutely get it. He would understand why the Catholic Church is full of pedophiles or the, the fake Catholic Church, the Novus Orca Church. The real Catholic Church is very tiny. It's very small. And I give references in the book of where to find the real Catholic Church. And, you know, my priest is a good guy. I know my priest is not a fucking pedophile. Um, you know, and I can have a conversation with my priest about anything. You can literally talk to that guy about anything. He doesn't get scandalized. He's fucking hardcore, hardcore priest. And that's what priests used to be. That's what they should be. You know, if a priest molested a child back in the day, he would be killed. The village, the city where he lived would fucking string him up. They'd disappear him, especially in Italy. You know, in Italy, not too, not too long ago, a priest that had um, raped and sexually abused, I believe it was two girls, one of the girls committed suicide. They were sisters, I think. He got something like 15 years and he got out of jail. Two days after he got out of jail, he was found shot dead. And I don't know, you know, apparently they found somebody which might have been an uncle or a father or something that maybe hired somebody or I don't know, somebody's being investigated. But, you know, from my perspective, whoever did that, you know, Italy being Italy, I, I hope that it's going to be a very long and fruitless investigation. Because that's what should happen to a priest. A priest has uh, is taken vows and, and has taken a, a very clear stance on what his job is. And abusing that position to molest sexually innocent kids, there is no coming back from that. You know, God can forgive if he chooses to, but I fucking won't. You know, and that makes me a bad Christian. Okay, I'll take my lashes. Because you got to understand, God too doesn't forgive those who don't repent. Yeah. And those who do repent still have to take their lashes, right? Just because you repent doesn't mean you don't get punished. You've got to pay. In a way, that's part of repentance, you know. You don't just get to say, I'm sorry, yeah, rape your kids, sorry. You know, just had an urge, but it's all gone now. It's not how it works. 
You truly sorry? Okay. You got five minutes. You got five minutes. Put your affairs in order. Then you'll be strung up. Try to die with some dignity. We'll give you the opportunity to die with some dignity. That's about it. Catholics believe in the death penalty. You know, so all those countries that have changed and say, oh no, we don't want the death penalty, they're not Catholic. Those are not Catholic countries. And if it were up to me, I'd change the law instantly tomorrow. Pedophiles, you'd have to have a strong, you know, um, level of proof, you know. I wouldn't want to like kill people who are maybe guilty, maybe not. But if you're found guilty of raping little kids, string him up. String him up. Death you know, by, by, by firing squad, by hanging, by electric chair, doesn't matter. I don't care. Burn them at the stake in the public square. I think that would be the most civilized thing to do. Because if you burn pedophiles, you know, in the public square, it's a civilizing effect. It has a civilizing effect on the other potential pedophiles who see that and realize that's what's waiting for them. There is also a theological reason for doing it. Because it is increasing the chances of repentance for the sinner, you know. While you're being burnt alive, you've got enough time to consider your position, your situation, why what's happening to you is happening to you. And perhaps you are more strongly motivated to truly repent. That's why you should be burnt alive. Because bullet in the back of the head, it's easier for the execution, yes. It's easier for the executioner, yes. It's more humanizing for the executioner. It's easier for the executioner to do it. Yes, it's all true. And, and there is a value in that. But we're trying to save souls, you know. And keep in mind that what we're saying is even the pedophile child rapist, we want to give him an opportunity to um, go to heaven after purgatory. And by burning him alive, and if it takes, you know, a couple of hours or a couple of days for him to die fully, he's then got a longer period to repent, which would allow him to avoid hell and eternal flame. So, you know, there's a logic behind it. You know, these guys weren't just sadistic fucks. I mean, I'm sure there was some sadistic fucks who maybe tried to get people burnt at the stake just for fun. I'm sure there is, because humans, you know. But... My point is, there is a very good reason to be an absolutely hardcore, fuck you, it's my, it's this church, or fuck off, you know? And I've, I've made these, I've mentioned these reasons before, you know, look at video number 26 if you want to see the logic behind it. But the thing is, there is also another reason, which I understand Owen's point, and he's got a valid point. And, you know, all roads lead to Rome. So he's coming at it from a like, don't fucking criticize anybody. Fuck you. What about your church? Your church has got a lot of shit in it and, and problems in it. And he's right. He's absolutely right. Which is why, by the way, I'm making a little documentary on on the Catholic Church and what the real Catholic Church is and what happened to the, what people think is the Catholic Church. Um, so I don't know when that'll be out because it's going to take me a while to do it. And it's probably going to look like shit, but the information on it is going to be decent. Um, the thing is, it's important, you know, you you could think that Owen being sort of very laissez-faire as into which type of Christian and Christianity you are and whether you're a Baptist or a Christian, you know, Catholic or a Protestant or an Orthodox, he, you know, he says, oh, let's all just be Christians. Yeah, there's 
I understand the, the appeal of that, you know, it's it's appealing to a broader audience, it's being more gentle with people, it's allowing those that are maybe a little bit half on half off to sort of think, oh, well, maybe I'll look into it. And there's something good to be said for that. There is also something very fucking bad to be said for that, which is in the Bible, we're told be hot or be cold, don't be lukewarm. There's a good reason for that. And I can tell you from my personal life experience, and I'm, I'm talking about martial arts, I'm talking about real nasty situations. Okay, I, I worked as an armed bodyguard for four years, four or five years, and doing security work in South Africa. I still have my security clearance and all that stuff. And my brother's doing it now, you know, and my father's done it for years as well. You know, we are from a family of mercenaries, soldiers and builders. So it's in our DNA for a long, long time. At least 800 years that we can track definitely with documents and most likely over 1,200 years that we can sort of track quite accurately. And if you go all the way to legend, then, you know, it's three, 4,000 years. That's my family has got that DNA in their, in their molecules, you know. So what I can tell you from personal experience is the last fucking thing you want is a goddamn moderate in your foxhole. I'll tell you right now that if the shit hits the fan and I'm in the foxhole with some lukewarm motherfucker, you know, it's like it's all out war and there's some lukewarm fucker in my trench. Chances are I'll fucking shoot him first and use him as a goddamn sandbag. Because those guys will get you killed, will get your friends killed, will get their whole platoon fucking killed. They, the guy who's absolutely convinced and he's a zealot, he might be wrong. He might be completely fucking wrong and therefore doing evil as a Nazi or a jihadi or, you know, one of these fucking guys. And he might be willing to fucking mow down men, women and children because of his zeal. And he's completely in the wrong. And yeah, that's a dangerous creature and you've got to put him down too. But, but in a way, that guy is, again, he's like, you know, you can see that fucker coming most of the time. The moderate is the guy that's going to stab you in the back because he's too cowardly to go over the top with you. Or he's going to fucking steal your ammo in the night so that, you know, he says, oh, so we don't, so, so I'm, I'm more protected and then he can't shoot me and, you know. There are the, the, the rot in your own ranks. And I'm not interested in people like that. I mean, you got to keep in mind that, you know, like I said, 80% or, or more, if not 85, and probably in today's world, it's like 95% of people are operate on rhetoric rather than dialectic. I don't. I kind of used to completely hate rhetoric, except that I'm really good at it when, uh, you know, I can get under anybody's skin within three seconds flat. And sometimes I'm not even trying. It's just the talent I have, apparently. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the fact is, uh, I don't give a shit. You know, I don't, I don't care if I upset somebody or whatever, as long as I'm telling the truth. And, and if they're a little bit smart, you know, if they're not complete idiots, almost, it's almost never, I almost never, uh, have I got somebody on a personal level, even if I'm telling them, look, you're a fucking moron because you can't read, you know, I just told you X, Y, and Z and it's written down and you fucked it up. It's still not 
personal, you know, it's like just fucking read. And if you can read properly, then okay, you're done, you know. And the same, if somebody tells me, look, you're fucking moron, you fucked up, you know, it's you, you wrote that two plus two is six, what the fuck's wrong with you? Are you on drugs? And if I wrote two plus two is six, I say, fuck, I don't know. Fucking maybe I am on drugs. Fuck, I fucked up, I'm a dick. You know, it's not personal. It's about the truth. The truth is the only thing that matters. The truth above all. Truth above all. Okay? Now, if you're somebody like me, you need to temper your truth with some compassion, which is, you know, that's probably my struggle. You know, Owen clearly struggles with anger, and he says that, he knows that. And you can see it in, in the way he rants, in the way he gets angry, and but it's also a rhetorical device, so he's, not, he's nowhere near as angry as you think he is, but it still gets to him. You can see it gets to him. And I'm not really that kind, you know. I definitely, you know, have um, anger can can get to, to me, but it's, you know, if I get upset enough to be shouting and stuff or whatever, that, that's quite relatively rare, but it's not that fucking serious, you know, if, if, um, if I get really upset, which, you know, I pray to God really doesn't happen, I mean, I've... Uh, I've sort of lost my temper properly, I think, once uh, for about five seconds. And, and I literally have a blank in my, my memory. I have a blank of, I don't know if it's one second, two seconds, or three seconds, or 30 seconds. But, uh, you know, I was being jumped on, on site. I was, like, being attacked by a couple of guys. And um, I just blocked, 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 blocked hit one guy with the elbow to just get rid of him and he left and the other guy kept coming 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 and you know I blocked 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 then I blocked a little bit hard to hurt him and then I fucking lost my temper because I lost my temper after you know 15 minutes of this going on and I said you know what you want to fucking fight okay step forward now you're going to get a fight and then I don't remember the next thing I know is that this guy is in trouble and I came very, very close to, to killing him because, uh, thank God, one of the guys that was there just shouted, no, you'll kill him. And so it made me stop. You know, it was like I realized, oh, the, the reason I lost my temper is because there was like 30 people there and none of them were like getting in the way or trying to stop the fight or anything, which was unusual for me. You know, on a building site, you'd expect... I've been building fight, sites with these fights and, you know, the, the, the workmen just come there and they break the guys apart. And that wasn't happening here. And I was the site guy, you know, I was the site manager. So I started to think, fuck, all these guys must be on his side. That's why they're not stopping him, you know. And that started to piss me off because other oh, 30 of them, there's only one of you. So, you know, somewhere in the back of my head, oh, are you scared? <laughs> you know, and what? <laughs> it's my own little demon, you know. Oh, you're scared. Is that why you're not doing anything? I'm scared? Really? Because there's 30 of them? Well, you got another thing coming, little demon. <laughs> you know. And thank God, one of these guys, I, felt, I didn't even really hear the words. It was the voice. It was his voice that said, No, you'll kill him. And then I realized, Oh, they're not all on his side. They're just fucking scared. They're all a bunch of pussies. So I, you know, I let him go. And, uh, and then he came back with a knife, which, you know, I just kept the door closed against him because I, if I, you know, if I hadn't let him come at me with a knife, I probably would have killed him because that would have pissed me off. 
But then eventually he went away because he was all bashed in, his head was kind of broken, his nose was flattened, you know, he was covered in blood, his own blood all over the place. But, um, you know, that, that argument. And then the cops took an hour to come when I called them and I said, look, here's the guy's name, address, I've got 30 witnesses, you know, he just fucking assaulted me with some other guy. And the cops were like, oh, well, it's not serious because, you know, you're not hurt. I'm like, what? I'm going to take that piece of steel now that he threw at me, one of the fucking 30 things that I dodged, and I'm going to have a go at your head. But if you manage to dodge, it's not serious. Is that okay with you? And the cop was like, oh, oh, well, we can arrest him for criminal damages, you know, because he tore your clothes. I didn't have a shirt anymore. You know, it was gone. It's like, you can arrest him for criminal damages because he ripped my shirt. Go fuck yourselves, you know. It's just pathetic, useless, completely useless. But uh, anyway, my point, the reason I told you that little story is just that, you know, the... The point is, if you've been in situations in life where you you are, you know, in, in a life and death thing where somebody maybe is trying to kill you or, or there's a group of you that are working. You know, I worked as a bodyguard and we had people, you know, come and, and, and try to take us out. You know, that, that, that was our job. If, if that sort of thing happens, the last fucking thing you want is an undecided little prick who's going to be like, no, but maybe they're just friendly. You know, he's going to get everybody killed. And, and he's probably going to shoot you first by mistake or because he's scared or because, you know, he thinks you're the scariest guy in the group, which maybe you are. You know, those guys, you don't want near you. And I get it. You know, there's the little old lady, uh, the, the farmer who's just a nice guy. Those guys are Christians, you know, I've got nothing against those people, they're Christians. But they are what a friend of mine labeled as villagers. And that's the difference, you know, some of us are not villagers, we're not built to be villagers. You know, Owen is, is a good villager, he's a good leader of, of, of men, uh, of villagers, but he's not designed to be a leader. He's, like he says, a reluctant warlord. And, um, and he's doing a very good job. But, you know, his natural state is to be a good villager and the town sort of uh, comed comedic relief who everybody loves and everybody knows. And that's his natural role. And that's what he should be doing. And that's fine. That is the one of the pillars of the community. That's, that's what he absolutely is and is designed to be. And most people are designed to be villagers of one sort or another. I whether by choice, design, or divine intervention, or I don't know. I'm not really designed to be a villager. You know, I'm designed to be an explorer or, or a warrior of some kind. That's my natural inclination, you know. And the thing is, the reason that people like me need to be tempered with compassion is because if you've got soldiers without villagers, and all they're doing is putting on armor and massacring enemies. They become demonic. Even if they're Christians, even if they're, you know, either they're going to become like monks, like the Templar Knights. And, and then even then they will eventually get corrupted because it's human nature and we're all fallen. But if they have villagers and they have a sworn duty to protect them, and they don't become like, you know, the American cops who are like, we, we put our life on the line every day. So what, you fucking idiot? Yeah? 
Who chose to do that job? You did. So put your fucking life on the line. That's your job, you cunt. Stop bitching. And if you get shot on duty, tough shit. That is your fucking job. If you're a cop, you chose to be a cop, nobody forced you to be a cop. Don't fucking bitch and moan, but we put our life on the line. No, that's your job. Shut the fuck up, do your job. I don't care. I don't fucking care, all right? Because I've got, you know, there are some really good cops. Let me put that out there. But in general, the average of the cops that I've come across in my life, I mean, we used to hire fucking cops to come with us when we did the arrests that they wouldn't do because they were scared to go where we went. And we'd hire these guys and we'd pay them. We'd pay them to be our witnesses in case some fucking bad shit happened, which luckily never did because we, you know, we, we knew what we were doing and we studied the, the target that we had to go and arrest and whatever. We were doing their job for them, yeah? Because they were too fucking chicken shit to do it. So. I don't, you know, the fact that you're a cop, if you think, I had one guy training, like, I mean, you know, we are police and we are, we put our job on the line, our life on the line. I laughed at him. I literally laughed at him. And, and he was so embarrassed by his own stupidity and being caught out with his crap thin blue line that he bought somewhere that he didn't, never came back. You know, he left training. And I was like, yeah, good riddance, good fucking riddance. Now, I've met good cops. There are good cops. And they are, they are humble. They know they've taken on that job. They know it's risky. They know it's dangerous. And let's be honest, you know, if you took on that job and you want to do that because you want to help people, there's also going to be a part of you that, that must kind of enjoy the struggle, the fight, the, the getting the bad guy, you know, all that. That's fine. That's, that's a good place for, you know, people like that have that kind of mentality to be. That's okay. Try and be good. Be good. Do good. Do good, be good if you're a cop. Arrest the bad people. Don't fucking harass the, the, the ones that are, you know, not not a threat to anybody or, or just because, you know, they look at you wrong or whatever. If you're a cop, be a good cop. Understand, you know, you've got to understand human nature too. You've got to understand what's a real crime and what's just some guy fucking up, you know. So, but again... I'm not really interested in the lukewarm people. I'm not really interested in the villagers, to be honest. I mean, I can have a drink with them. You know, I can sit down and talk with them. They're great people. I can have a really good dinner with them, spend time with them, be friends with them, go hunting with them, whatever, all that. But they're not really my people. My people are few and far between. And we don't necessarily even stay in touch that much, you know, but they're the guys that, if the shit hits the fan, they're there. And those people can achieve a lot. And if you can direct them correctly in Christianity, they will carry things through. Because the same impetus that makes them warriors, that makes them willing to face danger, that makes them willing to protect the villagers, because that's that's all a warrior should be. Somebody who is like, that's what I'm good at. I'm good at wearing armor, swinging swords, killing orcs. It's kind of my thing. That guy is good at farming. Fucking hate farming. Don't like the smell of chicken shit. Don't like goats. Kind of somewhat lactose intolerant, so I don't even like the fucking milk. You know, I like steaks and hunting. And, uh, you know, if I'm a bit tired or sick, maybe I can't hunt that well. 
That guy has got beef, he's got chickens, he's got eggs for me, he's got milk, he's got cheese. Fuck, I hate doing all that shit. But I tell you what, farmer man, anybody tries to steal your fucking chickens, weasels come along, I'm your man. I'll kill fucking weasels all day. You know, your neighbor comes here and steals your fucking cow, I'll go get your cow back. You know, with a little bit of interest, if need be. I don't mind. You know, that's kind of what I'm good at. Oh, you lost a sheep? No worries, man. I'll fucking track that thing down through the jungle. I don't give a shit. And if a tiger fucking ate it, I'll bring you back the tiger's pelt as compensation. That's what I'm good at. That's that's my thing. That's what I like to do. I can do other stuff. I certainly have survived many years without, you know, hunting or, or tracking people down. But, you know, when I was doing that as a job, I tracked people down. I hunted. I did whatever. So... What I mean, there is another point, you know, getting back to who's a real Christian and who's not. I don't want any fucking churchians around me. I don't want any churchians around me. I want people that are absolutely fucking convinced. We don't have to agree on everything because nobody does. You know, even if you get two Catholics from the same Catholic, you know, church with the same priest, we still don't agree on everything. And that's okay. But we all agree on that church, that that book, those rules. That's what we follow. You know, we've got the Bible, we've got the rules of the Catholic Church, and that's it. I don't like all the rules of the Catholic Church, but I follow them as best I can. And the ones that I can't follow or I don't know how to follow because I'm either ignorant, I haven't read it. I mean, I've read most of them. And, you know, there's not it's not that difficult, really. You know, if you're honest, just... Basically, don't lie, be good, you know, don't hurt anybody and, and do well, do, do good for your family. That's basically what it is. It's not that hard. So, but, you know, the thing is, the guys I go to church with, we don't agree on maybe even most things, but we all agree we're Catholic. We all agree we're from the same side and we all agree we're on the same route. There's another important point. If you're a non-denominational Christian, which there definitely are people that, that are that. But you lack ritual and you lack uh, symbolism and you lack tradition. And you might be okay, you know, if you're an outlier like Vox, you've got 150 IQ. And uh, I've had conversation of theology with him, not very long ones, but, you know, there's no real difference between him and I in the way we approach things in terms of, of Christianity. I might go to confession, he might never do so, but it's in the scheme of things, it's a minor issue, you know, it's a minor difference. Um, Owen, Owen, I think Owen will eventually become Catholic once he realizes the true history of the Catholic Church. I think there's a good chance he might. But he's, he's not really what I, you could call a Catholic now. Um, but again, he maybe doesn't need to become you know, officially that way or whatever. And maybe that's good enough for him. And maybe he's doing what he needs to be doing in the right way. You know, nobody can know because we're all see through a glass darkly. But the point is, his way is, is good for him. And it might help a lot of other people. Undoubtedly it does. I have no doubt it does. You know, that little book I wrote, I think like five or six people have already wrote back to me. And every one of those people said, look, 
I just finished reading your book and I know there can't be that many more than that because you know I'm crap at marketing I haven't even put it on the blog it's just literally I mentioned it on the last video or something and uh, and yet it had an impact on them and all the beta readers that read it it had an impact on them so it's got to be doing some good and if my tiny effort can do some good no doubt that you know what Owen is doing discussing Christianity is doing massive massive good but at the same time, you're not going to have a real movement of huge numbers of people that all think the same, that all pray the same, that all have the same mass in Latin anywhere in the world, which is exactly what used to be, you know, when the Catholic Church still was, was the Catholic Church and still existed, you know, in the 1950s and the 1940s and the 1930s. You could go to a church in Saigon and you could go to a church in Moscow and you could go to a church in Rome and the mass was exactly the same for everybody. That is important. That unites people. That creates civilization. You're not going to create civilization by some generic, yeah, I'm a Christian, but, you know, I'm a Baptist from this part and, you know, yeah, I'm a Christian, but, you know, really, I'm a Lutheran and, you know, it's the King James Bible, really, uh, you know, if you're reading the other one, it's not good. And, you know, yeah, I'm a Christian, but, you know, no. The remnant of Christianity that is going to either save or, or reinvigorate or maintain Western civilization is going to be Catholic and Orthodox. Protestantisms, the fruit of Protestantisms are obvious, they're everywhere. It is the, the splitting, the constant splitting, the, 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 the chopping, the changing, the we'll take this but not that. Oh no, sola scriptura, uh, once saved, always saved. You know, a massive idiocy upon massive idiocy. And, and all you need to do is deviate a tiny little bit and then you're lost. Remember, again, in the Bible, the road to hell is wide and well populated. The road to salvation is narrow and hard. And you know, the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church basically had the same beliefs since day one. Uh, you know, you can argue about whether you'd want to be Orthodox or Catholic, I suppose. I chose Catholic because the Orthodox will uh, very often kind of dodge a question and hide behind mysticism. And don't get me wrong, mysticism a lot of valid has a lot of validity. But I prefer a clear-cut yes, no, black, white. And the Catholic Church has that a lot more, and yet is not binary at all, at all. The Catholic Church is very, very three-dimensional. And, and uh, you know, if you're thinking in, in purely binary mode, you're not going to be able to grasp the essence of Catholicism because it truly is mystical. And it has mysteries and it has sacraments that are you know, beyond sort of words and, and mere human logic. But there's a lot of logic and there's a lot of reason. And it's such a massive amount of logos, logic and reason that it becomes undeniable to a certain extent. Also, while the rules have never changed and don't, the... I think the Catholic Church is somewhat more, Catholicism is more alive. 
there is a certain fossilization I find in Orthodox Christianity, certainly in their in their clergy. And I'm talking about real Orthodox and I'm talking about real Catholics, okay? Don't don't confuse the Catholics with the Burgoyans and the Cardinals and the child rapist sex molester satanists that uh, inhabit the Novus Orca church. Don't you know don't don't associate those people with anything Catholic. They're Novus Orcans, let's call them what they are. Um but you know the real Catholics are a bit more have a little bit more joy de vivre, you know. The Orthodox can be a bit grim and um, and stoic. They can also be very funny, you know. Both both can be very very humorous, um, very incisive humor, very deep humor. Um, and the, the the Orthodox humor can be a little bit more cutting, which I do like, you know. But um, you know, there's not that much difference between them. I, I also just don't generally like the whole big beards thing, you know. I think that's a bit of a leftover from the Judaic times. I don't think you need to have a huge beard to be a man. Um, you know, I... Uh, oh yeah, despite... Uh, kind of resent a little bit Owen, you know, telling that Stefan Molyneux and... You know, he's Canadian, I get it, and you know, he's a homo-globalist or whatever, and I get it, you know, and he's inciting violence, I suppose, and I get it, uh, and then he says, you know, he's bald, you know, that, that's just an observation, you know, Owen, being bald is because we've got a perfect head, um, you know, also it's a sign of virility, if you're a bit of a hairy fucking monkey, it means you don't have enough testosterone. I've got so much testosterone, it literally pushed the fucking hair off my head. That's right. So full of it, it just shoots them out like spears, man. Kills flies. You know, fucking flies buzzing around, all I need to do is think, mm. Just, mm. all the hair just shoots out like porcupine. Kills the flies. Keeps me clean. <laughs> anyway, so I think there is a very good reason for um, calling out the church in. That doesn't mean criticizing your fellow Christian. You know, I uh, I do call out the church in. I call out the Protestant church in. And before I called out the Protestant church in, I've always called out the, uh, the satanic fake Catholic first and the church in Catholic, which is the, the lazy, ignorant idiot who doesn't bother to know the history of his own church so that he can recognize that the Novus Orco's church is Novus Orco and it's not Catholic. You know, I, I despise those lazy bastards. They had such a history and a heritage and they just pissed it away and then they forgot and then they, they don't know and they can't be bothered to go to church every Sunday, but they can't be bothered to fucking read the canon law that clearly states we haven't had a fucking priest, uh, a pope, a legal pope since 1958. And all the priests who say that we do are not legal clerics. They're, they're invalid, you know. And it's not like it wasn't told. You know, it's not like people didn't say this when Vatican II came out. So a lot of priests that said this is bullshit, you know. Um, that there's a lot of them. And the guy who wrote the original thesis about this, um, one of the guys, is a um, French um, 
monk of the Benedictine monk. I forget how to pronounce his name, but um, anyway, you know, the thing is, I always call out your own, you know, because again, Owen is right when he says your church has got some fucking scum in it. No doubt. Even even my church, the real Catholic church, is probably has some fucking idiots in it, you know, and, and scumbags. No doubt. No doubt. There, there has to be just because humans. But the point is, those rules have been there for a couple of thousand years. They haven't changed. You know, what people don't understand about the Catholic Church is that the, the rules are the same. They just, what they have done is gone more in depth and in depth and in depth and sort of say, well, you know, if that's the rule, what does that mean? And if we've got this rule and that rule, and then as we go deeper and deeper and deeper, oh, that must mean there's another rule. So it's it becomes a little bit more um, deep and a little bit more, you know, it, it's fascinating if you read the, the good catechism. It's fascinating because it's it shows you how things link one to the other, and and it's it's brilliant. So, you know, I do think while I understand all of Owen's points, and I and he definitely has some, um, and you know, I I kind of get where overall Christian comes from. The reality is human beings need structure. Human beings need ritual. Human beings need uh, tradition. And without those things, you're not going to have a strong church. And you're not going to have strong Christians. You're going to have lost farts in the wind who can't really tell their friend from their foe. And when in a foxhole, all you're going to have is a fucking mess and people shooting each other in a circle jerk. No. Not interested in that. I want a fucking army of Christians that will stand in front of the fucking schools that are trying to teach transgenderism to like five-year-olds and tell them, fuck you, you're not doing that here. I had that, that fucking thought, you know, my, my wife said that um, at the school, she brought the kids to school and, and uh, they, they had some fucking rainbow shit there. I was like, put me on speakerphone and put me on, put me on FaceTime on speakerphone to the teacher right now. He said, no, no, I'll deal with it. <laughs> you know, And uh, she did. And she asked, what is this? And they said, no, 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 no. We're not teaching any of that stuff here. That's just the one teacher. She put it in her classroom. It's got nothing to do with us. We don't talk about that stuff. And I was like, okay, make sure that happens. Because my next step is going to be to go to that school and say, hey, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Because I've got no problem. And this is where I agree with Owen. I've got no problem you know, calling up the next 500 Muslims around me and say, hey, guess what, guys? I'm Catholic. I'm not Muslim. But your kids are in there too. I'm going to stand right next to you. And bet your ass that the teachers in that fucking school, you know, if, if 50 Catholics go there and say, we don't want that, they're just going to say, fuck off. But if 500 Muslims go there and say, we don't want that, they're going to leave the fucking city, most likely. Yeah, and we all know why. We all know why. So on this particular issue, I too am fucking absolutely 100% willing to stand shoulder to shoulder with Muslims. No problem. Going to try and fucking introduce that bullshit to, to a little kid. What does a three-year-old, what does a four-year-old have to do learning about fucking anal sex? We, 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 what? No, no, 
try and teach that shit to little kids. Fuck off. So that's where I'm at. And if you want to, you know, again, it comes back to like, oh, but, you know, be lukewarm. No, no fucking lukewarm. You know what? I'm a fucking Catholic. Fuck you. That's what I'm saying. You can either stand shoulder to shoulder with me and be able to take fucking bullets in your teeth. Okay? And if you are willing to do that, I don't really give a fuck whether you're Chinese atheist, whether you're a fucking pagan. I don't care. If you're willing to stand next to me, fight for the same things I'm fighting for, and you're willing to fucking die rather than give up, then you're my buddy. You can be my trench. But all those fake Christians... Those churches that are like, well, we should tolerate this and we should tolerate that. And, you know, no, those people are not Christians. They're not Christians. And I will call them out every time. I will call them out every time. You know who I don't need to call out? I've got mates that are not Christian. I don't know if they're baptized or not. I assume not. Reject Christianity outright. So to say, no, that, 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 that stuff isn't for me. And they're fucking some of my best friends. They're, they, you know, I'll have dinner with them. We agree on just about everything. We fucking see things the same. And I know I call that guy up at three in the morning. I say, dude, I, you know, I need help moving a body or something. They'll be there. And similarly, if they call me up and say, I need help moving a body, I'll be there. You know, so that's not that I've got a lot of bodies to move around. Just saying, you know, I, the point is they're honest. They're there for truth. Now, that's the main thing. Now, the, now, if you, you know, if you're for truth, if you're absolutely for truth, if that's the most important thing for you, you may be at a different level from where I'm at. You may see more truth than me, or you might see less truth than me. You know, you might see so much truth that you're like, no, violence is never the answer, no matter what, because I know so well that God exists that I know I will be rewarded more if I'm a martyr instead of a, a fight back and I respect that you know if you if if a person is truly like that I, I truly believe they're a better human being than I am I do I absolutely do you know it's the mission watch the film the mission you know in the mission I know which character is me I, I've known since I saw that film when I was 16 and it hasn't changed you know in over 30 33 years since I saw that film my nature is what it is. In that film, I sure as shit, I'm not the character that's played by Jeremy Irons. I'm not that guy. I'm the other guy. I'm the character that's played by De Niro. That's my nature. That's my instinct. That's my... There is no fucking way I could be the, 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 the guy played by Jeremy Irons. It's just, I don't understand that. I, I respect it. I have the highest respect for it. I, I look at those people and I think, you're a fucking magician. You know, you're, you're, you know, I mean a magician in a good way, you know, like, you know, another film that's got one of those guys, The Thin Red Line. Again, The Thin Red Line, the character I relate to in that film is the one played by Sean Penn. That's, that's how I think the, the character played by Wit. And, and, and there is actually a scene in that film where the, Sean Penn character tells the wit character once he understands him, because at first he thinks he's a lazy loser scumbag, then he realizes how fucking brave the guy is. He looks at him and goes, well, how do you do that? 
You're like a fucking wizard, man. You're like a magician. And yeah, because, man, I don't get that. You know, how do you do that? But highest respect to those people, you know? And they maybe, maybe it's true that they see more truth than me. Similarly, some guy below me might not see the same level of truth that I see. And if the separation is too far, maybe we can't hang out, you know? Maybe that, that, that guy who's able to be a martyr goes, look, dude, I actually can't hang with you because your approach to dealing with adversity and violent people and, and the war that's coming, you know, let's say we're in the middle of a war and he's like, I'm just going to walk into the hail of bullets and, you know, with my arms stretched out, believing in God and I'm now I'm going to go to heaven while you're there like, looking for other ammo to shoot back. I can't hang with you, man. You know, I got to walk into my hail of bullets and I'll be like, yeah, I get it. Good luck. <laughs> you know, similarly, if there's a guy that's so far removed from me that that is like, no, but, you know, maybe instead of shooting back, if we just hide here, it'll blow over. Like, you definitely haven't got the right picture here. It's not going to blow over. They've got panzers coming at us. They're going to fucking run you down. So there's kind of a point in lying down in the trench because maybe, you, you know, the panzer won't squash if you're a bit lucky. And maybe you can put a fucking limpet mine up its ass. And if you're lucky, it'll go over and blow up a few meters down the road so it doesn't get you too. But they ain't going to blow over. They're not just going to stop fucking trying to kill you because you don't shoot back. You know, and that's my level of truth. And his level of truth is like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't want to kill anybody, you know, because that makes me a murderer. And, and there is some truth in that, you know, there is some truth in that. So it's kind of to do with levels of truth. And I'm pretty specific about the people that I, I would hang around with. I mean, I'd have no, pro I have no problem hanging around with, with Fox, you know, we're, we're friends are and I'm sure he doesn't have a problem hanging around with me either. You know, we probably have quite different thoughts on some of these things. I don't know. <laughs> he does. He has pointed out on a couple of several occasions that I tend to be a little bit uh, more to the right. Uh, <laughs> or I don't know. Not even to the right. A little bit more. What, is he, what did he say? Um, intense, maybe. Um, something like that. But we're kind of, you know, we're still on the same side. I know I'm on the same side as, as Owen, whether he knows that or not, whether he realizes that or not, I don't know, you know, we, we haven't met as, as, as um, in person or anything, uh, while I have met in person with Vox, so it's, it's easier to, to say, but, um, you know, Owen is definitely fighting for the right side, we're on the same side, our approach might look quite different, um, you know, he's a bit more like, all Christians welcome, I'm more like, no, fuck you. What kind of Christian are you? Show me your fucking a card, you know? Show me, show me your membership card, bitch. And is it good? Because if it's not from the right club, you can fuck right off. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a lot more like that. But, um, you know, we're also kind of different people and we kind of have different uh, agendas, I suppose. You know, my agenda is I want to help create a strong militant and I mean militant in the spiritual sense not in the you know we're gonna fucking wear armbands and take over or whatever but you know it's called the church militant for a reason I want strong catholic christians that are like no you're not gonna bring that shit here that we're gonna form a cordon fucking around the city and this is gonna be where we stay and you can either become one of us or you can fuck right off and build your own city 
or we'll go build our own city. Either way, you know, there's enough fucking cities around. So you, you guys fuck off somewhere else and we stay here and, and build or we fuck off somewhere else and you stay here and rot in your own filth and we'll go build something else and you're not going to be allowed in there. You want to get in there, you're going to have to be one of us or completely and utterly respect all our rules and even then we might just tell you to fuck off anyway and not come in. That's what I want. I don't care to, uh, to build a community of churchens. I don't care for that. I want a community of fucking zealots willing to man the walls. That's what I want. Because if you have that, then inside the walls, you can have the villagers. You, you can have the Owen Benjamins, you know, talking and making fun and, and, and entertaining all the other villagers who go to church and, you know, they're, they're good people and they kind of follow the rules. They don't miss, maybe even know the rules, all of them. And that's fine. No one knows all of them. But the thing is, you need somebody to, like, fucking protect that line and hold that line. And you need a tradition to perpetuate the holding of that line. Why are we in the fucking mess that we're in? Because there was nobody, we got complacent. There was nobody fucking manning the gates. No one manning the gates. So it was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if two gay guys want to fuck each other in the ass in the privacy of their own home, what business is it of mine, you know? There's a kind of logic to that. Hey, they want to go to hell in their own sin or, you know, uh, who am I to judge? There's a kind of logic in that. And then it's like, well, they're doing it in their privacy in their own homes. Now they're kind of doing it in the street. Uh, but I suppose, you know, like uh, men and women hold hands. And well, no one, you know, maybe two men can hold hands. Maybe I shouldn't be so disgusted when I see it. And then it carries on and on and on. And now we're like, yeah, we've got a complete fucking transgender freak spreading his legs like he's doing some cabaret show for for fucking coke adult whores at four-year-olds what no we're just gonna burn them all at the fucking stake you know that that's how it's gonna go you keep pushing this shit we're gonna go right back to burning people at the stake and you know what if you're gonna make me choose between having fucking sex registered offending pedophiles yeah that's what's been happening. Reading, reading at library tranny fucking hour. What? I got to choose between that and a civilization that burns people at the stake for homosexuality. I know which one I'm fucking choosing. You know, if those are the two options, I know where I'm going. I don't want either one of those things. You know, I basically want to be left alone and and uh, do my own shit and you do your own shit but that doesn't work apparently that only works with people that are like 150 IQ plus and are not psychopathic narcissistic freaks that want to control everybody else and there's very few of us around so you know what we're all going to be fucking reluctant warlords but kind of bring it upon yourself you know because if you if you if you make a guy who has no interest in doing that become a fucking warlord well he's going to be pissed He's going to be pissed and he's going to see to it that that shit doesn't happen again. So I strongly suggest all the flower power rainbow children pick a fucking island, go there and stay there, you know, because otherwise it's not going to be good. But again, my approach tends to be true. What is true is important. 
truth is important. The tradition of something that has been the same for 2,000 years is important and far superior to something that came up last week by, by you know, by uh, certain parameters, which most Protestant churches are. You know, they literally sprung up last fucking week. And if you don't like any one of them, you just create your own. Yeah, I don't, that's not Christianity as far as I'm concerned. It's not to say that there aren't some people there that, you know, can be Christian. And again, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but the Catholic Church recognizes this, recognizes the Catholic Church teaches that salvation is only assured in the Catholic Church. End of. So if you're not going to be Catholic, basically you're going to burn in hell. That's how people interpret it. But that's not exactly what they're saying. What they're saying is, if you want to be saved, your best bet is to be in the Catholic Church. And by best bet, we mean 99.999999 periodical all the way out to the fucking sun, right? Which is 93 million miles away or 150 million kilometers. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, but that's not to say that there aren't exceptions. But you are not fucking smart enough to figure out what that exception is and cheat the game. That's not how it works because God is not a rules lawyer. God is God. You know, the thief that was next to Jesus who went to heaven, he was baptized. But the Catholic Church recognizes various forms of baptism, one of them being baptism of blood. You know, there is a reason that there's such a thing called as baptism of fire and so on. Um, so... Anyway, what I was getting at is what seem may seem even as completely opposite ways, you know, Owen would like, don't criticize the other churches, and me would like, basically, I'm not quite saying that, but basically I'm saying, you know what, if you're not Catholic or Orthodox, you're not probably even a fucking Christian because you haven't quite understood the origin of it, you know, which was this diagram here. I'll show it again just because it's been quite useful for a bunch of people. You know, that's the start. That's the cross. That's the beginning. And then we have a set of beliefs, rules and so on that we follow. And then at the year 1054, there's a bit of a split. One line goes up, becomes that. These guys are the Orthodox. And the other line carries on straight until we get to about here, which is the year 1520 or so. And some fucking fat German who wants to bang nuns decides he wants to go his own way. And he also says that the only thing that you need is the Bible. So he immediately changes it from what it was because, you know, the inerrant word of God needs to be fixed by a fat German. And then he creates Protestantism, which creates another 30,000 fucking denominations at last count some 15 years ago. So it's probably 50,000 now. And there's a remnant, you know, of of you know, or, or rather the main church carries on until here where you get a bit of a zoom in. You know, here's the zoom in. That's the Orthodox, which is a bit more complicated than that because they're kind of, uh, you know, Soviets and so on. They become a political sort of branch of government rather than a true church in many cases. But there is still some, you know, true hardcore left, left in there. And these are the Catholics, which then in 19... 58, essentially, um, the, the, the divergence started, and in 1963-1965, they, they diverted the whole of most of the church 
with Vatican II into the sewage of Protestantism of, of the million, you know, of their name is legion. And there's now only a trickle left of real Catholics that follow the actual Catholic Church, uh, which is where I got baptized in. So, you know, I'm like one of the few survivors. And then there's some up here. That's the way I see it. You know, you could argue between being Orthodox and Catholic or Copt, you know, you could argue between being Copt because they were here from the beginning as well. But these guys, these guys all sprang up in 1500 something. They, they don't know shit. You know, they, they, don't, they don't even know most of this history. They, they just believe whatever they've been told, brainwashed. So that's why. And, you know, this, this matters. This matters. So when somebody wants to tell me, you know, well, you shouldn't criticize other people. No, fuck it. I will criticize whatever the fuck I want because it's true. If it's true, I will say it. And everybody, you know, is allowed to criticize me too, of course. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you... you if, if I'm being a hypocrite, if I'm saying something that's illogical or wrong, I'd, I'm grateful if somebody corrects me, you know? That's again, martial arts, you know? <laughs> yeah, people used to get upset if they got foot swept, you know? I used to foot sweep quite well. And they, they'd fall down and then they'd get pissed off and then they'd try and go at you hard and then they'd get knocked out or whatever the fuck. But, you know, when it happened to me, you know, I got foot swept once beautifully by a guy... And, you know, there's also this thing that because there's a hierarchy. So what happens if you're a black belt and like some lower belt knocks you down, you have to fight back because, you know, it's like expected that like because otherwise you're letting some sort of junior grade beat you up, you know, it doesn't look good or whatever. I don't know what the fucking philosophy behind it is. I always thought it was bullshit. And, you know, I was like, if a guy's better than me, I don't give a fuck who he is. He's better than me. That's that, you know. And I was sparring with this guy. And he was like a purple belt or something. I, I, yeah, I think it was a purple belt. And I was already a first Dan at that time. You know, and I went in, you know, we're friend, friendly, you know, wasn't wasn't really hardcore or anything. We weren't trying to break each other's noses, but we were going decent, you know, we came from a decent dojo. It was just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a competition and it wasn't a proper dojo kumite. It was just like a generic sort of sparring thing. Um, and, you know, I went in and this guy foot swept me, you know, <laughs> foot swept me and I ended up, you know, ass over head type thing, like l perfect timing, you know, he got me completely like, bam, I landed flat on my ass and you know, I got up and you should see this guy's face, you know, and I got up, I was kind of smiling, you know, and I saw his face and he just blanched. Because I had a bit of a reputation for, for actual fighting, you know, for, for when it became hard. And he just went white, you know, he just thought, oh, fuck. And he said, I'm sorry. And I looked at him and said, why? What are you sorry about? That was a perfect foot sweep. Don't worry. You know, I'm not going to break your nose because you foot swept me. You foot swept me. Well done. Good. Try and do it again, you know. <laughs> You got me. That's it. And we just carried on. And he was so like relieved, you know, because all the other black belts wouldn't have reacted. That way. I mean, I, I actually with one guy that I was trying to help because we came up together and then actually I came up. He, he was ahead of me when I started. And then, you know, I'm fanatical. So I just kind of overtook him. And I was like, uh, I think that's, that was probably already second then. And he was only first then still, you know, and. 
and, and I was trying to get him, look, you, you've got to get your spirit right. You know, your technique and whatever can be a bit wrong, but you've got to get your fucking mind right. So I was going a bit hard at him, but trying to teach him at the same time. You know, I was like, look, punch back, you know. And I was trying to push him right to the edge and, and, and then getting him to, to react. And he, he, he kind of got it. And at one moment, he punched me. And the moment he punched me, he, he broke my lip. You know, uh, I don't know if you can see it probably on the video. You can't because I've got a few scars and like one is from when I was a kid. But there's, there's one you probably can't see. It's like a little star because he broke through, you know, he bashed it on my, on my tooth. I never wore a mouth guard in all the time I trained. And as he was breaking my lip, in the exact instant he was breaking my lip, I was like, yes, you know, <laughs> and he did break my lip and I was bleeding and stuff. And I didn't even blink. It was like, Doom, yes, that's it. That's the punch. Do that again. You have to do that again. You know, you just broke my lip. <laughs> and he was like, but I'm just like, you're bleeding. Say, yeah, I know I'm bleeding, but that's not the point. Just carry on. You know, you, you trying to get this thing in your head. You know? And that's, that's, that's what I want. You know, those, those are the type of people I want near me and around me. I want people that can understand that kind of thinking, that can understand that kind of mentality. It's not, you know, there's some boomers or whatever that got upset the other day, say, oh, you're ego, you're arrogant, you're such a prick. I'm like, you've got no fucking idea, man. You know, I don't... People that accuse me of being arrogant or having an ego just haven't got a fucking clue, honestly. You know, everybody has an ego or whatever, but... Um, yeah, yeah. I, I know when my ego is involved and when it's not. And you know, stuff like this, it really, really isn't. And especially in anything like martial arts or fighting or, or Christianity, it looks to people that I'm an arrogant prick. And, and sometimes I do it on purpose as well, you know, to just pour fuel on the fire. But that's, it's a filter mechanism, you know, it gets rid of the stupid people real quick and then I don't have to deal with them. You know, they can just think I'm an arrogant prick and they can fuck right off. And then I don't have to waste my time with them because I, I don't want to invest any time on people that are not there to be fucking manning the walls with me. And, you know, I don't, I don't want a guy manning the wall next to me who I can't rely on. No, you know, I, I don't want the fucking average Spartan. Fuck that. I want the 300. I want the 300. I want the fucking immortals. Yeah. That's right. Not, not some fucking run of the mill. Maybe I'm there. Maybe I'm not, you know, lukewarm guy. So, but all roads lead to Rome. And I know you get that pun. So anyway, I've made my little rant. Um, I don't know if it was useful or not, but, um, well, it was useful for me. I got something out of my system. And I said I would show this to you guys. So I'm just going to see if I can do it. That is my family crest. <coughs> and that's my uh, paternal grandparents at the bottom there. So I'll just take you up a little bit closer to it so you can see. Uh, yeah, the light's kind of like making it a bit difficult to, to see the... There we go. There it is. Blue, red band. Blue background, red band. And uh, that just says patricians, which are the lowest 
of the nobles. And those two radioactive sperm looking things are supposed to be uh, shooting stars. Anyway, that's that and uh, good night. Hope you enjoyed the rant.